0: to Look for the Light, Episode Three, our HBO The Last of Us podcast, where we talk about the HBO show The Last of Us. How you doing? My name is Roscoe. I'm in a sad mood because I can't talk about this episode. This is going to be ridiculous. Miles Thompson. Hi. Hey. It's it's just pain today, isn't it? It's Just, it's just pain. pain. It's just pain. It's just it's pain sadness and pain. All <laughs> How how on earth are you?
1: I'm alright, thank you, aside from the inevitable sadness that we'll be discussing today, but uh, yes, otherwise it's been a very nice week, thank you, how are you mate?
0: Uh, very well, I think the only thing sadder than this is knowing that there, is, there was a Titanfall 3 and it's been cancelled, Oh, um, but we'll talk about that on the other pod. We will. Yes, because I have watch. some thoughts. <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> uh, Mr Josh Thompson. Hello. Hello,
2: bud. How are you? Yeah, you know what? It's, it's a shame that everyone's in a down mood because of the episode. Because, um, I mean, I'm in a great mood. Because, <laughs> <laughs> courtesy of your kindness, I will be platinuming The Last of Us Part One yet again. Um, you, um uh, you graciously sent me the code that you got from you buying the Firefly edition, which looks gorgeous. Um, and I'm excited to play through the game again. Um, so that's put me in good spirits compared to everyone else. I guess. oh, well, that's very quite, selfishly.
0: Right. <laughs> it's quite all right. It's kind of weird. I'm I'm actually just by coincidence I'm up to the school with Bill at the moment, and uh, ah. it's uh, it's it's a strange that I'm sort of powering through at the same time as the game. Um, not by you know any reason, just by coincidence. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's strange to, uh, we'll talk about the parallels, of course, but um, yeah, it's it's the last of us do just super shiny.
2: <laughs> I really do feel like that. Uh, I don't think it's a spoiler just yet. I really do feel like that screen grab of Frank and Bill sharing the strawberry, that kind of like when they're both smiling, that's me right now. You <laughs> passing me the code for The Last of Us and me just like uh. <laughs> giggling like uh, Cheeky Bill.
0: That's <laughs> right I, I said I would if I picked up the firefly edition. So, you know, I'm a man of my word. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting stuck into these comics as well. Alright. Um and finally, Kate today to the tea. It's cat. Hello. Hello. How are you?
3: My face still hurts from crying (laughs) like i actually feel like i have a bit face ache today i caught up with it yesterday and and i've muted the twitter and like people have like what's really annoying is i muted twitter so kind of stuck to my instagram stories and my instagram stories have been people's faces (laughs) at the end of this episode Mm. and i'm like oh fuck uh yeah and uh yeah pretty much replicated all of that but uh there we go I was promised a fucking game adaption of a horror, you know, adventure, and I've been given Grey's Anatomy for some reason. I've cried every <laughs> bloody episode. What's the matter? What's going on yeah.
0: there? Yeah, yeah, they're not, they're not messing about, are they? Fuck, you know. Yeah. Good Troy Lord. Baker
3: did warn us, to be fair. He said, you will cry a lot. And I was like, yeah, fuck off. No, um, no, fuck me, because I have.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, annoyingly, the man's always right. I know. Oh, you try bacon. Um. Anyway, you 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 have plenty of reasons to smile, but we can't go into that just yet. Just yet. Just yet. Very exciting. Um. Right then. So, in general terms, um. Episode three, long long time, which um is just like the saddest episode title that there could ever be. What you've seen the episode. Um. This is a story that's focused very much on a Bill and Frank. If you haven't played the game. This is a much deeper um, look into Bill's backstory. Um, The Bill and Frank story in the game is vastly different to this and ends much meaner. Um, Bill and Frank, uh, Frank kind of hated Bill at the end in the game. And um, if you find a note that he left, kind of a a suicide note, Frank gets bitten and then hangs himself um, before he turns. And it's... It's just horrific. And uh, they went down a very different route. And now it's horrific in a much sadder way this time. Um, So, Miles, what did you make of the episode?
1: I thought this was fucking brilliant, to be honest. Um, I'm quite impressed at how much they managed to get us attached to these two characters in the space of basically an hour. Um, I had seen that it was going to be a sad episode, and somehow I still wasn't really prepared, despite having remembered some of uh, Bill and Frank's uh, relationship from the game. But I also really, I felt like this version of them really suits this series. And I know this might sound odd given that we've only had two episodes prior to this, but the way it kind of turns out in the game with Frank basically leaving because he's sick of being isolated and working with Bill's way of seeing the world and then dying due to like the bites and stuff and trying to prevent himself from turning it really fit with that kind of style of the game and the kind of the atmosphere it was going for. And in the show, I think the way they've approached it, it is a very different take on it, but I think it's also immaculately well done. It's superbly acted and cried my fucking heart out. I thought it was just phenomenal. It's very rare that something gets me and it feels this hard. Um, but I was genuinely, I walked away from it like, I feel touched by this episode, like something about it's just been excellently done. Um, but I love some of the little callbacks. I loved, again, some of the kind of recreations of like a couple of rooms and scenes that we remember from the game. Um, but they also steered clear from some of the really obvious like nostalgia bait with the game. Um, I was thinking about the section where, you know, Ellie gets the the magazine or whatever, and makes a joke about it and they kind of steer clear of that kind of thing and I actually think that was a really good choice um and I'm sure Kat and Josh are going to talk about you know their favorite moments of it and stuff so yeah I thought it was a superb episode it's probably my favorite of the series so far um and I think they've done a really phenomenal job at fleshing out a story that was um it was good in the game but it was fairly basic you know you just got it through the notes. Um, so to actually explore that relationship in a much deeper way and get much more of an understanding, I thought was genuinely really excellently done.
0: Yeah, I mean, hard agree. This is this is the part of the game where Joel needs a car. Yes, to get to <laughs> Wyoming, and that's it. Really, that's all that needs to happen. And you find Lota, and
1: that's it. Like those yeah. are the key things.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they said, why not make it the most heartbreaking story in the history of the world? Um, I was like, right, okay, cheers, Neil Druckmann and Greg Mazen, you bastards.
1: And there's not even, like, there's only a couple of infected who are even in the entire episode, and it's only, like, the setting up of, the like, Bill's defences and stuff. Um, so the fact that they really leaned into, like, the humanity of the world that's still left, and, like, the distrust people have, but the relationships you develop. And it's a, it's a very nice story, as well as it's really tragic. And I think that's what they nailed the balance of um with the dynamic between them and how long we get to see their relationship go for.
0: Mm, absolutely. Uh Josh. Yeah, I mean, pretty much almost
2: bang on with Miles' opinion. Um, I think there was a little bit of turbulence at the start of the um the flashback sequence. Um I, I get that you have to get it in an hour um for this episode. Um but it was very like quick for them to like form a relationship Um, because I felt, (laughs) because if I was Paranoid Bill, I'd still be paranoid, like, for that first day, even after the piano sequence, maybe. Um, But, you know, I get it, it's TV. Uh, (laughs) So I guess I'm just being nitpicky at this point to try and find a negative in it. Because overall, yeah, I I really enjoyed this. Um, I don't know how emotionally the rest of the series is going to top this. Um, I think this is going to be the one that that resonates with most people and myself included the most. um, Of course, it wasn't like the most action packed Last of Us kind of uh, episode that you can have. uh, But I think it's probably the most important um, outside of maybe Joel and Ellie's story, the most important um, thematically that you'll ever get from The Last of Us. What it really is about um, on a deeper level. Than just kind of the game that we've played, and the um, story that we've been told. I think this just sets up kind of why why Joel is why uh, why Joel is how he is, um, and kind of on a broader scale for an audience, what um, finding that one partner is like, um, even in the face of so much adversary. Um, yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I cried just like everyone else.
0: Yeah, I think you make a great point there. It is kind of the essential thematic of The Last of Us. This episode, um, basically, what it is supposed to be about, really. Um, that's a um, yeah, it's an excellent point. Cats, uh, I assume you uh, cried somewhat. Well, no, I know, yeah, I, mean, but... yeah, I did.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. I yeah, it was. It was something else, wasn't it? It was. It was definitely my favourite. I I agree with Josh and a lot of his points. I, at first, I was a bit, you know, knowing Bill and his character, I was very much feeling like, oh, that's that's strange. Like you've only been together two hours, but you were just about to kill him in a hole. But like it's TV, it's it's Hollywood, isn't it? They've they've got to show that development, and of course, of course they do do that development very quickly with five years later, three years later, you know, ten years later. um <clears throat> I just, yeah, it was it was really great. I, I kind of, I kind of gathered very quickly that they would paint Bill as like a, a, a doomsdayer as as the Americans call them, um, and he calls himself a survivalist, which is exactly what the doomsdayers calls calls and call themselves. Um, I think Nick Offerman absolutely smashed it. I think the the dude who plays Frank absolutely smashed it. Um, it it's with what Miles was saying as well, it conveys so much emotion in such a short time. Like, I fucking snot cried. Like, snot. Like, that breathing in crying where, like, you can't be quiet about it. And I don't really ever, like, you could just, I think it's because you could anticipate where they were going and then you don't anticipate it. And then you're like, oh, fuck, that's what they're going to do. And you see it and you're like, oh, but... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, my understanding was that in the game, Frank hates Bill. He in he he dies hating him.
2: In the end, yeah. Um, yes, they do. They do form a relationship.
3: Yeah, they do. They do get but he close, leaves like a really he... sour note, doesn't he? Like, oh, yeah. I didn't love you, or something like that. Like, I, you know, you're this and you're that. Am I right?
2: Yeah, he resented him for just being like him, basically. But yeah. so paranoid about. The outside world, never letting anyone else in, never going out from his. Uh, but he
3: never found that note, did he? Ellie finds it, but he, but Bill doesn't find it.
2: Um, Joel gets it, and you can hand it to Bill to give him that kind of clue, yeah. or you could leave it and throw it away. Yeah, and, but he'll never find out that Frank ended up hating him.
3: Yeah, I think I chose to leave it because yeah, because it, it he leaves, and I was the fact that they they literally turned that on his head and they chose, it's the first direction of the story where they chose really good to go against the grain of this one. They chose to show the relationship of um, love and death and, you know, togetherness and isolation, but to go, and I just thought, and the trust and the, oh, it's just, it kills me, Ross. It fucking kills me. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was really, really special. Really, really special. I, I feel like I'm tearing up just speaking about it. It's just a really, really sad episode. Like, yeah, what the is. fuck, bro? Like,
0: Yeah. What happened to our fun zombie show, man? What's yeah, going on? man, I
3: was promised a fun zombie <laughs> show that was going to be a beautiful game adaption. And I was literally, I remember, like, like, Miles was just rubbing my arm, like, it's okay, it's okay. And I just went, I hate TV. I was like, this is why I play games, man. Because I can't, <laughs> I can't take it. But I, I thought this was going to be like you know gory gamey. you know we see blowers we see action we see Joel and Ellie. I didn't mm. expect that and that was just heartbreaking so I I don't know what they're gonna do with the rest of the series who knows um, but know. it's definitely my favorite episode so far
0: yeah I highly agree uh Frank is played by Murray Bartlett
3: that's who, that's who it um, is Australian
0: no yeah Australian Australian he- accent. You might know as the concierge from the first season of The White Lotus. Hell yeah, um, you do. A very different role to this. <laughs> um, <Sure. laughs> maybe well this worth- was
2: gay and chaotic. Yeah,
0: definitely, yeah. But-, <laughs> um,
2: but very different.
0: God, his role in that is absolutely superb. It's well oh, worth watching. Phenomenal. Um, he's up there with Coolidge as like essential reasons to watch The White Lotus. <laughs> I think
2: so. Season one, it's obviously Jennifer Coolidge and then it's it's uh, his character. is yeah. like the second best.
0: Without a doubt, um, and he is spectacular in this as well. Um, I think it's it's that uh, moment at the piano which got me the first time. Um, I love that they started with him playing it, and it was like, "This is terrible." <laughs> and and, uh, and and Bill was like, "No, no, no, this is how you do it." And Nick Offerman, like, it wasn't—he's not a great singer, but the emotion mm. was just—it just overtook everything, and you know, it shows that you don't have to be a great singer to portray such emotion and it was the vulnerability of bill in that moment that i sort of broke down to and Mm. but you saw him like when he kissed her for the first time and he stood up you could see that bill was scared and nervous and he turned into like a bit of a child and Mm. (laughs) it was so but also very uh, lonely as well
3: like he was almost like it was just yeah the the dynamics yeah. between them both. Like his Frank's face when he gets given wine and Frank's face when he gets given this foodie. It's like this really beaming smile. And Bill's like, cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you can yeah. leave now. Well, I
2: think, think Bill's... Been... A... Sorry, go Sorry, on. go on, Ross. No, go on. Just... I was just going to ask, do you think our expectations of characters are a little bit jaded from knowing what people are like. 100%.
3: 100 Because when they were in bed and he was saying, I'm going to stay for a couple of days, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, they're going to paint him to be the villain in this. They're going to be like, they're going to almost... You're gonna be able to tell straight away that he's not in love with him. He doesn't yeah. like him. He's using yeah. him for the resources, mm. and that's the road that I thought they were gonna go down. And maybe that's why it ended up being so emotional, mm. is because you you expect it. You you know the story well as gamers. You know the story of Bill and Frank. So you're like, oh, they're gonna really paint him to be the asshole because they have to do it quickly. Yeah. So oh, if I have sex with you, I'm gonna stay a while. And it's like oh, there it is, because you just want his resources and you want his food and you want his wine and you want his you know clothes and water and things. Like like that. And then to see five years later and ten years later, and you're like, oh, you're playing a long game. (laughs) And then to see like actually that there is love here. There is there is true love. Um and fear and vulnerability. And yeah, it's I think there is, I'm always really, really interested to know what other people think of it who've never played the game. Because I'm like, do are we just really enjoying it because it we've we were so in love with the game? Or is it actually a really good show? And, And that's really strange, but I wonder if I would care enough about all these characters or the story. If I didn't know, is it enough? Are they doing enough? But I, cause I can already un unconsciously biasedly fill in the gaps. Yeah. Um, and so I've been asking people like, does that make, does it make sense to you? Like, are, are you enjoying it? Is it exciting for you? And people, everyone, I've not heard one person say that like, no, it's shit. No, it's not exciting. Um, mm. My mom hasn't cried once, and I don't understand how I'm her daughter because I've cried at every <laughs> single episode she She literally asked me yesterday, "Where is the sad?" and I was yeah. like, "How fucking wow. how dare
0: you how you dare cold
3: they giant <laughs> <laughs> you ice giant, you giant of ice um so yeah but Yeah, I I think, Josh, it does. I think there is actually... But maybe that's the reason we felt so emotive is because it flipped it. We we were lulled into a false sense of security of of Frank's the asshole. And then it was like, oh, no, you're not the asshole and they're not going to play you as the asshole and they're going to... Oh, now you're dying. Oh, that's really sad. (laughs)
0: Mm. Yeah, that was a nice switcheroo as well when uh, Bill was uh, shot by the Raiders. Um, But then the next scene
3: literally the next oh my god that's when i sob cried that 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 when i saw him in the wheelchair and i saw it wasn't bill in the wheelchair i was like like yeah (laughs) lily smushed up his painting lost it
0: yeah (laughs) i remember when he was sat there doing his painting i was thinking you make a really good joel (laughs) i was like damn it they should have cast him as joel jesus christ um you saw i had that look the way but um yeah, it was just that whole sequence was—I mean, the whole episode was just bloody gut-wrenching, and it was such a such a moment, I think, for for Bill to actually take him in. And yeah, you know, I don't know how he got in the hole. I guess we'll never know. Um, but how did he get in the hole? Does anyone know? Is I in Bill had covered them. Yeah, he'd covered them with the
1: tarps to make it look like grass, and then obviously, as you walk onto it, you just fall in. Uh,
0: okay. Okay, I, he do was lucky
2: the,
1: there. Uh, I do appreciate
2: the bait and switch from the trailer. Um, the trailer made it look like Joel and Ellie falls down that hill and Bill retrieves them. And mm. it, in the episode, it, it's Frank. So I like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was just... I don't even know where to begin. I wish I had <laughs> a kind of system for this. I was like, I'm, I don't even know where to start. I mean, it was just... I mean, that... That montage when on on his final day and the 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 decision that Bill takes to go with him and ah it God that reminds old me someone else say words
3: <laughs> it, it reminds me of that thing in Breaking Bad where you have that like moral choice don't you because I remember the there was all this discussion after Breaking Bad came out where it was like what would you do if you had terminal cancer like what would you do would you would you take the water white route and and you know pay for it and try and live or or, like he's not trying to live sorry he's trying to get as much money as he can for his family because he stopped all treatment hasn't he so he's he's refused the treatment and he's he's trying to get money so he can pay for the bills and and keep his family good so would you do it that way or would you go would you take all the treatment and there was like I remember there being a real torn debate about this and it's it's the same here like this is really playing on people's moral compasses because he's not only he's not only kind of citing suicides he's also essentially asking his partner to not only be okay with him committing suicide but to assist him in it and that's hard anyway when you put in illness and and old age but when you kind of have the the conflabs of of the world that they live in and the friends that he wanted and the life they could have had pre-apocalypse you know obviously they might not have ever met each other because of that but you know it really tugs and and strings and crosses a lot of variables of you can understand it you can totally you know on one end you can completely understand from Mm. an illness point of view from a from a um old age point of view like that's his life but of course if that was our grandparents we'd be like don't be silly like we'll, we'll take you out we'll do this we'll do that but there was nothing you could tell there was an immediate defeat there was nothing in that moment on that sofa that bill could have said and it was so sad to watch him cry like that because it was just like frank was asking him to just like you know, like oh, go on you know now you're going to make me some toast and it was just it was acceptance mm. and that's it's such a it's such an, a weaving of of stuff for for people isn't it because there's 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 that i don't know thing yeah. such a conflict.
2: I think uh, I'm if... oh, sorry Josh. No go Mars.
1: You've not said much. I was just gonna say like I think Frank's character was handled really well because on top of that as well uh from what Kat has mentioned like Frank wanted Bill to carry on. So it's kind of like mm. uh not only am I going to commit suicide and that is my decision and I want you to help me do that. I also want you to carry on when mm. I don't have to I get mm. to have my pain ended in a nice, happy, comfortable way in the way that I want. And I know that that's going to hurt you, but I also don't want you to follow me. But then he also does accept Bill can't not go on without him. And I feel like I was quite different to you guys with Frank. I kind of trusted him from the off. And I think there's a couple of details that they put in of, like, the meal is like duck with, like, a fancy wine. And he knows the wine. He appreciates the food for what it is. He's not like... You imagine in this world where they've not had, you know, nice stuff for a long time, for someone to know those things shows what kind of person they probably were prior to it um, or becoming apocalyptic. And knowing how to play the piano and knowing songs like the one that they play, I think those are little details that help tell us, like, Frank's character was obviously someone who was a relatively upstanding person before this all went down. And I wonder if that's, like, a subtle way of why... The trust is built up a bit quicker and helps them with the show, obviously speeding that process up too. Um, so I was like quite on board quite quickly that Frank and Bill, it wasn't gonna be like a switcheroo of like a betrayal or whatever. And then, like you said, Kat, when you see him in the wheelchair, I was like, Shit, <laughs> that's where <laughs> we're going with this. And I was like, Oh god, I I like this guy, like um, so it really does hit hard. And then the fact that they both accept each other's decision at the end despite having like opposing views for the other's decision Mm. I think it's a really nice way to cap off their relationship when they met in circumstances crowded in suspicion and non-trust I thought it was a really wonderful way to approach that but in like a balanced way of not kind of justifying or glorifying it but just these are two people who have lived their lives and they can't live it without each other Mm. and I think that's a really nice place for them to finish their relationship Uh
3: I thought they were going to be like proper dicks about it and I actually thought that Bill was going to survive the suicide (laughs) and I started to cry (laughs) for that because I even said to Miles, oh my God, he's going to wake up and be alive and Frank's going to be dead. (laughs) And that's when Joel and Ellie are going to come into it because I thought that's what would turn him so bitter was that he wasn't allowed to to pass with, with Bill and he didn't really, Frank, sorry, and he didn't have the guts to do it again. Um yeah. and that's what I thought was going to turn him very very hateful. I was like, oh, that's the way they're going to do the bitter bill like yeah. storyline. Um, I really thought that he was going to survive it. Um, and it wasn't until the very end where the note had, you know, will leave, you know, and the mouldy food, and I was just like, oh my god, they're they're they are both dead. And wow. yeah.
0: Wow. So you like right up to the end, you were like, this oh yeah, is, right, going to twist
3: right up to the end. I was just like, nah, fuckers, they're going to. I, be was fucking...
0: the same. I was the same. Did you think I just... that as
3: well, Josh? Not, not necessarily, but uh,
2: well, until the pills came into play when he said that it was already in the wine and he was basically yeah. accepting that he was doing it too. Up until that point, I was just like, well, we know that Bill meets Joel and Ellie. So mm. what's leading up to it must be why he's so jaded. Yeah. And then obviously, it's, the turn of events is just like emotionally catastrophic. I think. <laughs> Like you said, Miles, I think they're not romanticising it so much, but I think with extreme conditions being fucking the end of the world. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, it has its ha- own
3: romanticizing.
2: Yeah, and have having no one else left in the world but that one person. What else is there to live for? Exactly. Um, which is yeah. like kind of the most heartbreaking yet like passionate thing you can do for another
1: person. And they it's got kind of more an end time with them. you know. Yeah, and they got more time together than the majority of people in that world, mm. you know, yeah. who really would have a story like Bill and Frank, where they get to be together for, you know, 10, 20, however many years it was, and get to go out on their own terms in the end. Like, that's non-existent in this world. And I don't think this storyline would have worked in the game, because the game doesn't go on that basis.
3: Yeah. The game
1: yeah. is punishing. And I think, like bill surviving the attempt would be something that would happen in the game and you can imagine the bitterness that the storyline would then follow but i think with this series it's it's dark and it's it's hard in terms of its subject matter but i think it's a bit more light in terms of what it's doing with the storytelling of actually there is still beauty in this world those moments where people get to have happy stories even though the world around them is awful
0: (laughs) I'm old, I'm satisfied. You are my purpose. This is not
3: the tragic suicide at God. the end of the play. Yes, it is, Bill. Yeah, it is. Yes, it, it of course, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, they do a really good job, like um, creatively, of not showing you the worst bit. Like, what yeah. I mean by that is, like, they, oh, they make you imagine the worst bit and cry over it. So, like, they didn't show them getting into bed. They didn't show the last cuddle that they had. They didn't show any of that, and no. yet you've cried over it. You've fucking seen it in yeah. your head. and and I think that's 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 really that will be on purpose that they've done that. And I think and they did it with the the gunshot as well. They don't you don't see him the next day. You know the next thing you see is ten years later, where you imagine they have been fr- there for each other just as much as that night and the gunshot and the raiders. So that's yeah. c- c- clever stuff, Craig. Craig, fuck
0: you, Craig. Tell us off, Craig. Tough stuff, Craig. Um, I guess we to talk about lighter stuff, but like when Bill came out of the house for the first time after the Fedra officers had left, and he was like a kid in a candy store. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know what I would do. in that. that was "If you, fun. if you knew you were the last person in the town, would you just just, just do what Bill did?
3: Fuck you. I'm not hold, smart enough.
0: Yeah, maybe. to fire and just chill.
3: Yeah."
2: <laughs> Maybe I would do it naked as well, because why the fuck not? Yeah, why the fuck not? I was this thinking, I was like, "Fuck me, out.
3: he's so smart." Because he even like stole the electric fence off of the thing and like built that. And I was like, I wouldn't know how to like fortify. Maybe I have to build a couple traps and shit. But like, he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go to the the power plant and I'm gonna turn the power back on." And like, yeah, I just yeah, kept thinking, thinking, like, God, I'm so stupid. I need to like, you know, <laughs> smarten myself up for the end of the year. <laughs>
0: This is like the one complaint I've seen about this episode is that there's every chance that Fedra probably would have gone back to that town for resources.
3: Potentially, um, yeah. If
0: they needed it. Um, Only to go I've to cleared out. Mm. Like, the petrol station and go to the, the factory store and see that nothing is there because Bill has stolen all of it. Yeah. Um, I guess they, thing- if they'd
2: taken it with them on their way out or because it's a very small town like, it's not really on the map for them to return. Like, it's not a city that
1: they're um, leaving behind that, I don't know.
2: Even the chaos done. of the evacuation,
1: though, they might have just been like, we have to just get people out, that's our sure. job. Yeah, and then yeah. they just fuck off. And then by the time they come back, they would be like, "Our oh, raiders have been in, taking shit, so we've missed our chance.
0: Potentially. Yeah, possibly. yeah. Or take everyone out of that town and just kill them all. <laughs> which, which we learned what happened, that's lovely. Yeah, another happy um. note. <laughs> But yeah, I really like that that kind of that montage of Bill just building and resourcing and mm. stuff, and just watching his TVs, watching like, watching uh, runners just walking to his traps. I mean, that was a really fun.
3: moment. It <laughs> was like that never gets old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: but... it felt uh, very Ron Swanson. In that
0: it, did. It, it did. It really
1: did. It really did. I was waiting for him to go throw a computer out into the bin or something, just to, like recreate <laughs> that scene that he does.
3: <laughs> yeah, I am. Um,
1: I really love the music as well. I think the music was a big part of this episode. Like in that montage, it's quite like uplifting because it's like strong music and it's like bassy and you're like, cool, we're with Bill. Like he's building a fortress. This is awesome. And then when all the sad bits kick in, it goes into like a really deep kind of piano tune. And it, I think the music carried a lot of like the emotional weight of the episode as well. And I think that came yeah. across in that montage for me.
0: Yeah, a um, long, long time. The song that they played on the piano has now been downloaded on Spotify. 74,000 times since that episode. <laughs> Naturally. Um, which is a nice thing. Um, did you notice the uh shirt that Frank wore when they were arguing yeah. outside? Um about it's the this... um about the paint that was the same one that Joel. It's the same stole. one
3: that Joel showers out of.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he stole that shirt. Did you notice
3: the um safe code in the shop? There is a yes, safe code a safe behind Ellie um, when they go to the like stashed
0: um, supermarket. Yeah, that's a cool little, there's a neat little uh, little egg Easter egg for the game. Was whereas... yeah, is yeah. it
2: one that's in the game already? That
0: would be
3: oh, that would be cool.
2: I'm sure it yeah, must, it must be. be. It must be sure. Yeah, it a, probably a is point. a
3: safe code that's probably already usable in the in the game. Mm. Um, also, the, the Mortal Kombat Two machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: that that was cool. Oh, well. Josh, you're gonna have to play it and find out. Let us know if that code works. Yes, I will. I Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, that that early um, walk with Ellie, I thought was really interesting. It was a bit of, it was very yeah. exposition heavy, but um, yeah, it was at the final get the confirmation that it was the flower in the pancake mix that started this whole thing. Um, it was nice to get that confirmation, at least.
2: Reddit are fucking geniuses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well done, Reddit. Like one hit, like a couple of hints in one episode, and they're like, "This is exactly how it's
0: going." And then you're like, "Yeah, actually, it is." Yeah. Was uh, was Ellie dumb to jump down into that? I think yes. I think it was probably the a bit.
3: But she's a bit answer. like that in the beginning of the game as well, isn't she? She's a bit like, nice. I'll go over here and do this, and you're like, "Fuck sake, Ellie." <laughs> <laughs>
0: And she's yeah, like yeah, spores,
3: doll. She... Um, far,
0: far too curious.
3: Can we also talk about how amazing the special effects and the makeup team are? Because we paused it on the dude who's under the rubble, yeah. and they have done a fantastic job of yeah. the close-ups. Of like, there was even like little gunky, like liquid between the like florally spores, um, like flaps that he had on his face, and I was like, no one would care. Like, no one, and they've done it. They've done it. Well, probably people would care, obviously. But, like, Mm. no one, you know, millions of people aren't pausing it in that moment. So, like, there was a lot they could have gotten away with, but they've chosen to really hone in the detail, and it was, yeah, absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah, it was pretty grim. Yeah. Um, Very grim to see his kind of, uh, his insides rotted. Um, Yeah,
3: absolutely.
0: Yeah, well done, Ellie, for ending his suffering, I guess.
3: And she's got yeah. her first kill now. That's the thing. She like she yeah. contemplated, she contemplated and calling Joel, you know, and then she's she's you know maybe that's their version of like becoming a man or becoming a woman or you know getting your growth or getting your, you know your wells becoming, and yeah, bells yeah. and whistles behind you.
0: Becoming a survivor, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Also, how much does that bloody shop look like the game? Like the shrubbery falling down from the ceiling, the metal racking everywhere. Like it just looked so they've done such a good job to like really almost like copy and paste it over. I and know. I think
0: that looks really cool. Again, the set design is just spectacular in this Yeah, movie, in this yeah it's yeah. amazing. Um Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, those, those great moments, like his eye following the knife. I thought that was really awesome. Um yeah, I was watching actually, Ellie's yeah. things like, oh, that's so cool. It's it's um, almost
2: as if he's he's still in there, you know. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think he was basically saying, "Can you please end my life?" Because it's kind of sucks. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Which reminded me of the kind of first time you ever see one, where they're like begging for you to kill them because they're like, "Look, I'm going to kill them for all of these things. You need to kill me." And then Joel, mm-hmm. like, it's up to you, if you as Joel, to do that. Um, and I think as well, it's like you said, Kat, it's, it's Ellie's first killing, but it's it's further adding on to these layers that she's more intrigued into this side of things, the, the mm. dark side of violence, you know. Um, the, I think someone mentioned about the first episode kind of how she looks at Joel when she's attacking the FEDRA agent and now the kind of intrigue in like slowly stabbing him in the head and stuff like that is like cutting it open. Like there's like a morbid curiosity there that kind of fuels her personality by,
1: by when she grows up, kind of like Mm. the naivety to violence isn't it of like Mm. it almost doesn't seem as real to her as it does to the survivors who've been through it and experienced it
3: she's got this shield around her hasn't she she's a bit untouchable
0: yeah Um, I love um we'll go into the end of the episode where they're reading the note that that Bill left Um, shout out to the um the Performance of he- 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 he. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was superb to be honest, that was really funny.
0: <laughs> a really emotional yeah. moment, and they somehow get like a good, well-earned, and then yeah, they get so.
3: like sarcastic yeah. Ellie in there. <laughs> I
0: was like, first, I can't imagine Bill actually writing that, but mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was on board with it in the end. It was it's funny.
3: interesting how they flipped the story that like Joel now gets the shitty, I didn't really like you note. Like they've kept it in there. It's just changed characters. It's it, just shifted.
2: It is there, but it's also kind of um the realisation of Joel's mission statement of like. Uh, I need to I need take Ellie to the West now. Like, absolutely. Like, don't let anyone get in
3: your way. This is me yeah. and you and how we're similar and you'll only understand this. Blah 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 yeah. blah blah.
2: And I know obviously Bill was talking about Tess. Which was like heartbreaking, mm.
1: but it's now changed Just insert Ellie, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He also um drops the note in the same way that Bill does in the game. If you give him the note, so he, nice. like scrunches, um... it, scrunches it up in his hand and then he kind of lets it like drift off to the side of him. And Joel does exactly the same. I was like, that's a really subtle touch. And again, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but I was like, that's pretty cool if nice. they've done that intentionally.
0: Easter egg. I love it. Hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's a that's a wonderful moment. of course um, the song sickly. that they play in the car. Yes. Um oh. oh man. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> my feelings. Oh, the whole episode was just it was spectacular. It was superb. Um I have I have said to my dad, I said, you know, let me tell you about The Last of Us. You're not gonna <laughs> like it's it, it's gory and it's brutal, you're not gonna like all that stuff. He's not a big fan of blood and guts and stuff, but you've got to look. Deeper, and and know yeah, you really will appreciate this series. He hasn't started it yet, but hopefully, uh, he will. And, Tell him
3: um, about it's about glorified babysitting.
0: It is basically. <laughs> about glorified yeah. yeah, just and, sell
3: it to him like that.
0: And you know, so is and like he watch this, and i will be like anything like it. Yeah, watch the Mandalorian. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> actually, is to be. <laughs> fair. Yeah, to
3: be fair. <laughs> no, he's, he's really down, like, like what typecast himself, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the babysitter. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: even Game of Thrones, he looks after a character that's smaller than him. Why is he always just? Oh, I don't know. Because he's daddy.
0: Because he's daddy. He's daddy. He's daddy. daddy. You see him when he came out of the shower. God
3: damn. God damn.
0: God God damn. God damn. Pedro Pascal. (laughs) Also, can I shout out?
1: Bill built flamethrower sprinklers, and I think that's fucking awesome.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
0: that is epic. Like highlight of the entire episode. Yeah. Yeah, it is really. One of those guys just sort of just start catching <laughs> Yeah, like fuck Look you, here. I have flamethrower sprinklers, bitches. Come on then. What <laughs> an amazing sequence as well. I mean, if that was all shot in like in like realness, I guess that's the word. Um, yeah, that must be quite a must have been quite a set. Yeah. Uh, that's that that fantastic. Um, but that's the thing. This episode is is a metaphor for Joel, isn't it? It's save one person.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what the whole thing's about.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, that's what builds in, and that's what Joel has to do. And you know the whole thing. What? What? the what this waste of time? fucking people review bombing this episode on IMDb?
3: Honestly, it's getting um, like one stars everywhere, isn't it? Like, yeah. Because Why? Yeah. Because,
0: because oh, there's gay people,
3: f- gay. Oh, oh, gay people in it. Oh come on now,
1: Jesus!
3: But also as well because people are always like, oh, it pointing it's a filler episode. No 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 no. no, no. This probably tells it's the most story.
0: It's the most important for Joel. This, is wow. the, this is Exactly, this is the story that gets Joel. You see it in his face. Yeah, he goes, this is the
3: motivator
0: oh, now. Fuck, I have to do it, don't I? <laughs> yeah. But he also the finally the
1: shows the grief of
0: Tess. Like, we yeah. don't see it in the
1: second episode at the end. Yeah. Like, he doesn't show anything. Whereas here, he has to take himself out because he cannot show his grief to Ellie. And you can see him standing there experiencing all that grief and realisation at once. And I think that's mm. a powerful moment.
0: Yeah, when he lays the rules to Ellie, will you mouth it word for word? Because I was. Yes. <laughs> yes. Say it. What In you said? I said that out loud. <laughs> I was like, "Oh sweet." Yeah, so I guess I don't know anything more about this episode. Other um, than that, it was just just Arby's awesome.
3: doesn't have free lunch. It's a restaurant.
0: It's <laughs> just a reminder. Uh, the,
2: the Nazis the Nazi's comment was hilarious as well.
0: The government are all Nazis! Yeah, <laughs> yeah now! <laughs> uh, yeah, also this week we have a confirmation that The Last of Us Season 2 is happening. Um, mm-hmm. there's an, I don't know how much we can actually talk about this really, but Uh yeah, and Drogman has confirmed that it will be part two that will be ad- adapted. Um, adapted. It's better this time. <laughs> oh, good lord.
1: I can't wait to have this today all over again.
0: Uh, oh god, I can't do this discourse again, Miles. I can't. <laughs> I can't. It's gonna I mean there's gonna be a whole new audience now. They're gonna change up part two like they have done with part one. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna it's
3: be fucking better. It's yeah, fucking but... better, Ross. I'm telling you, I'm not watching the same message be drummed into me for nine hours again.
2: I loved it. I loved it.
3: Yeah.
2: So I'm I'm too. well up for this. My one complaint is maybe the direction they took on when you play as whoever. I'll do that as spoiler free as possible. <laughs> when you play
1: but, as someone.
2: <laughs> yeah, the narrative structure pissed me off. I would have rather have done it kind of simultaneously. But other than that,
0: that's... I am well up for half the series being a completely different character.
2: Yeah, that, I mean, uh, the whole it, thing. it would work better <laughs> on TV, I think.
0: That's the thing. It could work better on TV. I bloody hope it does. <laughs> if you're wondering why there's such an animosity towards this, um, why not go listen to our Last of Us Part 2 retrospective um, podcast where me, Toby, Miles and Kat, me and Toby loved Part 2. Cat and Miles, not so much. And we had a great old big debate and I think... I say it a lot, but I think it's one of the best podcasts we've done. What's really
3: interesting is that out of that podcast, I actually think that we pulled each other closer to the other person's opinion. So me and Miles ended up not hating it as bad by the end of the pod. And you guys kind of really saw our points on why we really didn't like it a little bit more. And you're like, yeah, that's fair, actually. And we kind of ended mm-hmm. up closer to the middle of the spectrum each. That's <laughs> really interesting.
0: i favorite bits were all Miles bring up all his points and then Toby going, <laughs> yeah, but that's what Druckmann wanted you to think, idiot
1: yeah I mean, it's just <laughs> always a cop out you just like well he intended that and i'll be like cool but he also could have intended me to be bored for nine hours and was that the point like <laughs> um how the yeah, hell were yeah. you bored how are you bored for nine hours oh well, was I that was that even possible. everybody knows i mean i was bored for 23 of the hours of it yeah yeah oh so, my 25 hours i say i enjoyed about two of them
0: wow well uh dear listener if you haven't ever played part two and you're just going through the TV show, as a non-gamer, you'll find out why this is so goddamn <laughs> controversial in a couple of years' time. I would imagine.
1: I'll be really intrigued to see how they approach season two for that reason of like whether they stick to their guns and keep it the same, or whether they are going to change it up as much as they are with this season.
0: Yeah, are they are they going to have to recast because it is set no. a fair few years in the future?
3: No, because Ellie's fourteen now, and Bella is nineteen in real life. I reckon they will just cause they're probably makeup young. No, but I think as well, like they're adding to that, aren't they? They're they're tying her hair back, they're not putting any makeup on her, they're they're dressing her in like, you know, smaller clothes. I think they can age her up, even if she doesn't suddenly age up by the time she's twenty one. I think they can make her mm. look nineteen. I think they can make her look her age.
1: I think they'll they'll keep her.
3: The, I don't I think it would be ridiculous now if they if they if they recast her based on the amount of love she's gotten for, for Ellie.
1: She is
2: superb, as Ellie, absolutely I superb. I would actually love to just see the back, the the um, flashbacks as the season, as like the second season, kind of the lead up to what we meet Ellie and Joel at in part two. Oh, ah, okay. Um, because obviously we get back, we get flashbacks mm. throughout the game about them two and their journey and stuff like that. I mean, to kind of like ease that sort of time. Of, like, where people are like conflating whether or not they, uh, they look old enough. Because um, then we can get like a more emotionally potent moment later on. Hmm. I'll would, I would just say that. And um, more time, I guess, with them.
1: <laughs> oh, to be fair, my moment. favorite parts of part two were those moments, like yeah. the flashback parts. So we kind of need like a season 1.5, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, um, there we go. That was episode three. Long, long time. Um, you can watch it, of course, down on Sky Atlantic and HBO Max if you're in the States. Um, thank you very much, neil for listening to this one. We're getting some relatively big numbers on this series. So um, I really do appreciate it. I know we are late every week. We're always the last ones up. Um, but that's just our lives. We can't do anything about that, unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thank you for listening. And uh, thank you for spreading it around as well. If you're telling people about it, I appreciate it. If you haven't, tell the world about The Might and the Wonder. I've looked for the light. Our last of us podcast. Um, We try and get in as deep as we can without spoiling the rest of the series. Um, Obviously, as people who have played the game through several times, we know what's... We kind of have a fair idea of what's to come. Um, Obviously, they change things up majorly, like they have to with this episode. But, um, yeah, we know sort of the groundwork and the blueprints of what's to come. And we do our best not to spoil those things for you if you you haven't played the game. Um, So if you are listening, thank you very much indeed. It is goodbye from Mr. Miles Thompson. Thanks for listening. Farewell. It's goodbye from Josh Thompson.
2: I was never afraid before you showed up.
1: Oh, oh God! Oh,
0: Josh, oh. mate, come on! Now I'm sad all over again. For <laughs> oh. Oh, oh God, that's a that's a Facebook uh, status. Yeah, <laughs>
2: wait, to happen, it. <laughs> Me looking outside of the window, car window, listening to some sad music, Bruno Mars <laughs> or
0: something. <laughs> Someone comments, "You okay, hun?" PM yeah. Okay. <laughs> DM me. Can't talk about the publicly, babes. Um, and goodbye from Kat.
3: You jack leg fox. <laughs>
0: Bye! <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's uh, goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. Don't forget to listen to our main the podcast on Tuesday morning, where we talk all about the latest and greatest in video games, including Titanfall 3 was cancelled. What? Anyway, I'll talk about that next week. I'm not happy about that. That makes me very, very sad indeed. And of course, if you are a if you are a gamer and you are listening to us, we have a very special podcast currently up. What about Saturnalia, which um the lovely Miles and Josh um took charge on this week with the game's director? Can someone tell me his bloody name?
1: Pietro Riggy Riva.
0: Pietro Riggy Riva. It's really hard to spell. And it's um it's not. It's just maybe a dick. And it's a fantastic episode. So if you have played Saturnalia or are at all interested in it. Go and have a listen because it's a really entertaining listen, and it was great to speak to uh, Pietro. Speak to someone behind the game; always a treat. And we hopefully we can do more of those in the future. So, yeah, okay, that's it for all the stuff we've done. Go to fingers.net for all the latest and greatest in our reviews and news and features. And we will see you next time. And remember, when you're lost in the darkness,
3: look for the light.